Hey everybody, and welcome back to From Under the Ring Skirt. Uh, this is Mike, and wow, am I sports entertained this <laughs> Um, hey, I'm Nick. Then that's it. Uh, and I'm Ray. Um, and that was not shit. Yeah, so how about that WrestleMania, guys? That was, uh... Yeah. You know, I I had some expectations, and I gotta say, uh, I was I was impressed. Some of them were met. Some of them were not so not much. met. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, I don't know. I felt like we were underselling it yesterday, though. So like things that fell flat were like expectedly flat. Right. <laughs> But uh, the things that the things that soar really yeah the last, things that, that worked last, really worked well that they did and that last half hour or so that Undertaker match I know we're gonna talk about it more later on but oh man when I uh that was that was peak wrestling right there mm-hmm. folks that's what that was <laughs> that was the that was the definition of sports entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I am I am thoroughly sports entertained. It got it got to a point where I felt like I was just watching like just like a TV show starring The Undertaker. It it really was. It was genuinely drives cross country on his chopper and kicks people's ass. But uh, it was truly something. We are getting ahead of ourselves. So um, where do we what do we want to talk about first? So the first thing we're going to talk about is is one of my favorite things. This is a game you can all play along at home with. Oh no. <laughs> um, I like to call this CM Punk Watch. Okay. Now, many, many people who might be listening to this are probably aware that CM Punk is a uh, former WWE talent who left the company on, let's say, less than ideal terms. Um, and has kind of been, you know, rumored every once in a while he might make a comeback, and every time those rumors pop up, it seems like Vince comes out of his hole to swat them down and snarl his teeth at everybody. Um, so what I like to do is I like to look at the match card and kind of say, hmm, where could, where could CM Punk fit nicely into here for a surprise comeback? Mm. Um, (laughs) the, the, the big one that stood out for me tonight was the, uh, the Sami Zayn, uh, nope, that's not the one. The Kevin Owens, um, who who was it? Kevin Owens and who? Why am I blanking? I don't know. Honestly, was. I watched it and I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't recall Jesus. this at all. Yes, Kevin right, right, right. Jesus. Right. Oh, okay. Kevin Owens, yeah, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, who is currently uh, kind of playing a role that Punk is pretty familiar with, the charismatic kind of cult leader. Uh, heel that you know WWE loves to have around um, and what I was thinking was wouldn't it be impressive if right in the middle of that match you just the the lights cut to black and you heard the the static sound which I'm sorry that was probably the worst audio that ever was recorded um, I apologize for that and then the cult of personality hits and you've just got punk running down to the ring he's GTSing everybody left and right um, you know, he shows up with a bunch of his own new followers or disciples or something, and we get some kind of Neo, um, uh, not the authority, Neo Nexus. Uh, I know they've already done that bit, but man, oh man, would I love to see Punk back in some kind of role like that. God, it would be something beautiful. But that didn't happen, so 
maybe it'll happen tomorrow. Do you have any kind yeah, of, like, well, where you would see him fitting in for tomorrow? Well, um, so the big one for tomorrow, uh, that would be Brock Lesnar, um, versus Drew McIntyre, right? Um, Lesnar is a Paul Heyman guy, as I'm sure you're all familiar. And, uh, as we know, there was a period of time where Punk was a Paul Heyman guy, too. And, you know, if there is some kind of secret deal in the works that Punk is working behind the scenes and he's gonna come back for, uh, I really think popping up while Paul Heyman is ringside would be just... It would be a stroke of genius, which means it'll probably never happen, because let's be real, we're talking about <laughs> WWE creative here. But, uh... Yeah, it's, I mean, again, this is this is all, you know, kind of fantasy booking stuff. Um, just as a long-time <laughs> WWE fan and a long-time CM Punk fan, I'm hoping he can kind of put things aside with the company and come back in some kind of outrageous, spectacular, anime-esque way, kind of like we saw with the Dead Man tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm into it. Um... Let's talk about let's talk about our predictions because I'm kind of surprised um, at how well I did. I want to add one more thing to Punk Watch real quick. Okay. Which was um Mike's idea if uh if if Lesnar and Punk ever were to match up. What uh what the what the prize would be, so to speak. You want to fill us in on that? You're just gonna keep cockteasing us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Mike remembered. I thought he was gonna take it away, but I guess not. Um, he uh, he brought up a winner takes Paul match. Oh yes, yes, that's right. The fight for the soul of Paul Heyman. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes, a, a winner-takes-Paul match, because, let's be real, uh, after what we saw tonight, everything is possible, there are no rules in wrestling anymore, and I'm really, I'm very much here for that. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure, I'm um, sure if you know yes, anything about there. wrestling, that's probably a real funny joke. <laughs> on to, um... Why do I do this podcast? <laughs> this is... <laughs> Oh jeez. That's it guys, um, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Nick, it's just you and me now. Manzara bros back at it again. Yeah. Moving on to some predictions. Yeah, dude. You and I did pretty fucking well. Somehow. Yeah, we really did. Um we ended up coming out on top for night one, which I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, we we have four predictions correctly predicted. Mike has three currently. And those are each. And, so, um, I want to know, I wasn't really following as this was happening, but, um, uh, are they, are, are the same ones that I got right, the same ones that you got right, or are they different? I think some of them are different. That's so wild. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Um, so I think we've come up for a system. Uh, whoever wins this little contest here 
And if it's a tie, I guess we'll have some kind of outrageous tiebreaker. Hmm. Um, a wrestling match, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the but, insurance um, for podcasting covers that. Obviously, we have to Whoever... put on a production. <laughs> Whoever would uh, win, whoever would win this, the predictions, um, gets to choose at next year's WrestleMania whether they would like to receive two prizes from the two losers or if they would like to um, inflict... A punishment on the two losers. Well, I don't like you know, I don't in, like the wording inflict. Di- yeah, yeah, that's really such a hard <laughs> word to put. That's there. such a BDSM image that you've put into my head. And, <laughs> Inserting well, I, my brother and someone I go as a brother. Man. What the fuck? Why? Why do you go there with that? It, that's it's exactly so what it sounded like, and the fact that listen, both of us listen, thought it. Listen. We're not being sponsored by that company yet. No, we're not. So please, let's not plug that lifestyle on the podcast. Well, you can't shame the whole lifestyle just because the company's not sponsoring us. Oh, no, I don't shame the lifestyle. I shame the company for not sponsoring us so we can talk about it. Like, we can still talk about pup play, but not, like... This is a wrestling podcast. Why would the company that deals with like leather and spandex not want to kick us? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think the WWE and said company or not said company should do some type of merchandising cross promotion. I would really like to see something like that. And right here on From Under the Ring Skirt is where they should premiere (laughs) it because, you know. Why not? Undertaker ball gags? Like, come on. (laughs) Oh my god. Come on. Come on, guys. I I really... I'm... I might be quitting the podcast again. I'm just... (laughs) Or, like, the discussion of matches, maybe, now? Yeah, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Take Um, it away. The first match we had of the night was, um... The Kabuki Warriors versus uh, Nikki and Alexa Bliss um, for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, I am disappointed to say that we we saw no green mist. We did yeah. not. The, the green that, or that way more offensively true. Asian mist did not make an appearance this evening. No. Yeah, sad to say... Um, and it was such a tease. She was she was literally like just covered. She in was oozing green with ooze. it. Yeah, all of her orifices were just, you know, exuding. And maybe, stuff. and maybe that has something to do with who won said match, Nikki and Alexa. Um, I know, I know. This was both of your first match to watch without an audience. In the background. Well, and it I saw was, a couple during the pre-show. It was weird for both of you at first. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, uh, that was very strange. I knew. I know it took some getting used to because I know a month ago when this started happening for me, it took me some getting used to. But eventually, you just start like watching what's happening on screen, and you drown out the rest, kind of like you do when there's a crowd there, unless they're 
chanting something specific that you're trying to hear or that you know what they're chanting or right. Um, I don't know about that, man. There was some really, there was some really visceral sounds coming from the folks in the, that ring tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're talking, we're yes. talking heavy grunting. We're talking meat slapping meat. We're talking like listening, like slapping yes. wet meat. You heard all of it. It was, it was really very strange. Jesus. I think Nick just quit um, the podcast. Uh, yeah, but it was, um, I don't know. That match, to me, uh, felt and looked the sloppiest of the night, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, it wasn't, uh, it was definitely not a, a super strong showing. The pacing was showing. really off and weird for me, I felt. Which is, is very odd, because both of those teams, those are pretty talented sets of women right there, and I yeah, feel like they were yeah. heavily underutilized on both sides of the match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like how short they kept things, but then me and Chuck uh, were talking about it after everything was said and done, and it went from 6 to 10, which is the four hours a night they promised. So Oh, right, because uh, there was that hour of free stuff. Right. Right, so in the end, it is going to be eight hours total. But so they'll um, do another pre-show again tomorrow. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, so for our predictions, everyone predicted uh, the Kabuki Warriors would win, and um, Nikki and Alexa actually won. So none of us got any points. So for one that. point for Vince McMahon. yes exactly right (laughs) that's that's so good (laughs) it would be horrible if he wins at the end and we are all punished by him next year in hollywood (laughs) well i mean aren't we eternally (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 um we've committed the cardinal sin of enjoying the product he provides (laughs) God forgive me. Uh, Another uh, thing I wanted to bring up before we moved on to the next match is if we were there, like we were supposed to be, uh, did you have any um, chance you would have liked to started to have started uh, while we were there for this particular match or any matches that we discuss throughout the night, feel free to toss that into the conversation. Now, when you posed this question earlier, I thought it was a really good question, and I thought, oh, that'll be good for the podcast. Let me wait and think about that, come up with something good. Let me tell you, y'all, didn't think about it at all. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think for this match, uh, really the, the only chant I would have been doing was... Um, the one that was asking for a hot dog and a beer at the uh, at the concession stand because oh, I mean no. I know it, I know it was early in the night but you know unfortunately this was a bathroom match so I would have had to oblige and just kind of <laughs> shuffled out even right after we got settled. I I might have chanted for the green mist. Okay. If I were to start a chant during this, match, why don't you? Why, why don't been... you? Why don't you break us off a little sample of that? <laughs> why don't you? Uh... Yeah. How does green it... mist. 
Green myth! Green myth! Oh, he actually did it. That was terrible. You never scream into a podcast recording. What's wrong with you, man? Nick always screams into recordings. Oh, man. (sighs) Okay. Anyone want to take the next one? Yeah, what was the next match of the night there? Are you looking at the notes? I'm not. Well, maybe you uh, should change that. Well, I guess Ray's just going to have to cut this little snippet of audio right here. I might might just leave it in. I might just leave it in. (laughs) That would be incredibly unprofessional. I'll just start start singing singing copyrighted music so you have to cut it. (laughs) I don't think it's copyrighted if somebody else sings it. I don't know about I think that. It's I'm technically sure I started, a cover. I, I bet you, if I started <laughs> singing a Disney tune, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> okay, the next the next match was um, uh, King Baron Corbin versus Elias. Ah, yes, this was uh, um, this was this was the, a match. This happened. Yeah. The predictions were um, Ray and Mike had uh, King Baron to win, and I had a lot. No, that's not true. You changed it. I had originally picked Elias, but as we were watching, I had started to root for King Corbin. So I just want the record to show that last night I predicted Elias would win. Do you have is that one of the ones that you have me on, or no? Yeah. Is that one of the wins you gave me? What do you me? mean? Like, no, no. Ah, uh, I don't know. So do you, wait. So what do you what do you want to do now? I'm just you saying. I it's on record. Last night I told you I walked with Elias, and I might have turned my back on him as soon as I watched his frail body get thrown <laughs> off a balcony. But like, I still said he would win, and he did. All right. Well, if that's the case, if you're going with that, I mean, that puts Ray in the that's lead. That's fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> this this was really this was just one of those classic WWE <laughs> matches where one person beats the ever loving hell out of the other one for about fifteen minutes, and then the last guy just, you know, pulls some bullshit and wins, and then runs away. Yeah. This was really classic, underwhelming, unenjoyable, uninspired, recycled. <laughs> WWE we saw we saw a few of those tonight. Standard, yeah. It, I mean, you know, you expect that on like a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, maybe, but it's always disappointing when that's filler programming for the big show, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a few people that just got their shit handed to them and then just took it at the end for no reason. Cause hey, that's show business, baby. Hey, let's talk about them cheaty boys. Or wait, no, I skipped somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the next match um was uh Becky versus Shayna. What did I tell you? What Raw did I tell Women's you? Yeah. What did I tell you last night? Big Dick Energy. Big Mike, dick Mike energy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Energy. That's right, folks. Becky Lynch, with the the big dick energy of the century, came on down to the ring and just put on a clinic. And really it was it was enjoyable. 
Um, I big dick energy. That's really that's that's it. That's that's what really happened. all there is to say about it. And that put Mike on the board. Nice. All right, let's move on. Um, you wanted to talk about them cheaty boys? I do. Right? I do want to talk about them cheaty boys. Um. This, oh, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. Right, right. Now affectionately known as the Cheaty Boys. Right. And, uh, yeah, they came Just in, so the they came in with that, that pocket sand. They, uh, you know, they were sweeping legs and, like, poking people in the eyes. Nah, that they was a different fight. Dirty. Someone got poked in an eye. No, that yeah, that was the ladder match. Oh no, that that was the ladder match. Right, right, right. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get we'll to get that. we'll get to Larry Moe and Curly. Don't you worry. But there was, you know, there was some real like Home Alone like heating up the doorknob shit in this match. <laughs> Those cheaty boys. <laughs> Those cheaty boys. They took it. They cheated their way to victory. Yep, I uh, I had predicted Daniel Bryan to win this one, but. Uh... Them cheaty boys ran away with it, let me tell you. No, I don't, like, uh, actually know anything about anything, but did they actually cheat at all? Like, was there any... Was there anything... Oh, there was some distraction having, and yes, there was, there was some... It wasn't so much cheaty as it was dirty. Just some, some dirty tactics mm. at ringside. Uh, the next match we had there was, um... The match you were originally thinking of there, Ray. Um, uh, where someone gets the eye poke. Right. Ah, uh, uh, yes. That was, the, that was originally supposed to be the Usos versus the New Day versus Miz and Morrison. But my breaking news last night, um, at the very end of the podcast, turned out to be correct. Miz had to drop out of the match, which made it only Kofi Kingston versus Morrison versus Jay, I believe. And uh, Mike had predicted uh, the Usos, and me and Ray had predicted Miz and Morrison. This was the uh, tag team championship, right? Right. Uh, the so, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, yes. So, so quick update on CM Punk watch. Man, wouldn't it have been cool if right in the middle of this match, CM Punk just came running down the ramp, <laughs> slid into the ring, climbed a ladder, and became the Tag Team Champions? <laughs> All by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just walk that out holding, actually be... holding two belts Absolutely held high. Incredible. You keep dreaming, buddy. One day. One day my punk will come. <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta be like over forty though first. Then they'll bring him back. They'll drag him back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we talk about Jesus? Yeah. Um this brings us to uh Hold on, we're gonna Jesus wait, 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 wait. We're gonna Oh wait, yeah, I forgot. I forgot I forgot kidding? about all that. We had oh, we had the yeah, high we had the high flying antics of Kofi Kingston, who is always a joy to watch. He jumps around that ring like a little. Oh my God! Speaking of Kofi, God, I'm so shit. I'm I'm, I'm almost angry that we glossed over that so hard just now. Uh, Kofi had 
his hair done up like some sour gummy worms tonight. True, that was an interesting choice, going with the Crawley's look. And his pants were paint by number. And the numbers were all on his ass. Mm-hmm. That was a but, fun uh, one. Uh, my, my favorite moment was when, uh, I believe it was Morrison was on the outside of the ring there, and, uh... Somebody tried to hit him. I think it was the Jimmy Uso tried to hit him with the ladder, and it didn't quite make it. And then he uh, he reached through and poked him right in the eye. It was like a moment out of the the. It was incredible. The Three Stooges. It was, it was really, beautiful. All they needed was the the sound effect, and I would have been fully sold. Yeah. Yep. And then that win. Can we talk about that win? Yeah, John Morrison uh, won by losing, which is really pretty much a, uh, you know, kind of photograph of his career. So <laughs> I think that's... Uh, I love I love when they just, like, flip the audience off as you're watching it. Like, they just, like, like they just bend you over and they're like, he thought this was going the way he wanted it to. Well, you know, Vince is a billionaire, so he does like to remind people that uh, their opinion is not worth anything to him every once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now are we good to move on? Oh, to feel the sting of truth. Vince McMahon. Um. <clears throat> Boy, there is some yeah. really huge dead air dog shit segments this recording, isn't there? Yeah, it's fine. Let's uh, let's move on to the Jesus match versus Kevin Owens. Um, he didn't have any of the disciples with him tonight. Can it we talk just, about the? Uh, can we talk about the fit though? Can we talk about the? Oh Seth, yeah, Ray, the Ray Seth had Rollins. to deal with some real life problems while Seth Rollins, Seth Jesus Rollins, made his his entrance. Yeah, tell me about that. Ring. That's the only thing I missed. He was just looking fresh to death. He came out in oh, these flowy white I, kind oh, of man. cult leader priest robes. I'm gonna have to do the Google. It, with the gold it accents, it was really impressive. I gotta tell you, ten out of ten for fashion sense. <laughs> Couldn't be beat. He looked as close to a priest as he could look without pissing people off, most likely. And even then, he still might have. Actually, I think I, I, I remember, like, seeing towards the end that he was in all white. Also, the transition to a no disqualification match between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins right. was a, a masterstroke. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, that was really cool, actually. Um, yeah, those two guys Seth are grade-A top-class performers. They put on a clinic tonight. Um, it was really, it was a pleasure to watch, especially that back half once they kind of took the gloves off. That was that was really, that was some good sports entertainment right there. Yeah, um, at the end there, uh, Kevin Owens ends up climbing on top of the Mania sign at the top of the ramp and uh, jumping onto... Seth Jesus Rollins and putting him through the announcer's table. Yeah, talk about the and big that bump was of a, night. That was a spectacle. Well, I don't know about the big bump of a night. I think I think well, the biggest we'll, came we'll at, get to that. Came at the end. What about 
what about the kid that announced as he was making a moment that, hey guys, look over here, I'm making a moment. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. Oh, wait, no, that's that was Kevin Owens, jumping off the sign. Oh, yeah. Was, were you just talking about yeah. that? Oh. Yeah. God. Wow. Okay, sorry. I was only kind wow. of paying attention, clearly. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad news bears. It's fine. Um, I don't know if we can publish this, guys. It's fine. It's beautiful. Um, is that it for that one? And then he won, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Owens uh, won that one. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, we had a little segment then where R-Truth was joined. robbed of the 24 <laughs> The 24-7 belt was stolen from R-Truth by some guys who I don't even know. Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Rawley. But no, it was just the one Rob kid. Gronkowski. Even the other, it was just the one guy that uh. took it. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski is an ex-football uh, player. He um, signed with the WWE recently, and he uh, is hosting WrestleMania this year, technically. Sure. Um, he was up on the the balcony. Of <laughs> which Elias was thrown. <laughs> from which Elias was thrown, thank you, yes. Beautifully put. Um, and R-Truth joined them up there and started rambling about his 24-7 title. Naturally, Rob Gronkowski took the opportunity to try and win his first ever WWE Championship. Here's what I know. I know that (laughs) R-Truth is a hard-working professional who has been putting in years of dedicated service at the WWE. For them to have him drop the 24-7 hardcore title to some clown in a segment between matches is just utterly disrespectful. I think that's the point of that uh, belt, though, isn't it? For them to be able to be like, at any point, whoop. At least let him get jumped in a supermarket or something. It's probably a little bit harder to film right now, given all the you know real-world situations that are going on, but there's got to be something they could have done. Oh, God. You're probably right. They could have done... Even something backstage probably would have been better than that. I'm on pretty... that tiny little platform up there. It, it yeah, it was awkward to have was. three boys up there. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of just went weirder. down and got stomped on. It felt weirder to then shove a referee up there to count it out. Oh, yeah. There were four boys and a camera boy. <laughs> That's not social distancing. No. That's not social distancing at all. No. There was there was an abhorrent lack of social distancing taking no, place the throughout not the entire what we're talking evening. About, ladies and gentlemen. What? What we're here to talk about now is a little segment we like to call Papa Shack. Oh, yeah, Papa Shack. Papa Shack. Right, first of all, let's get this out of the way. 
We have not sold out to Big Pizza. Okay? <laughs> no. Are, I don't even think true. I've ever eaten at Papa Very John's. True. We are not getting any Papa Shack books no. for what, what, what the segment that is about to follow. We're just fans of that gif where he's like looking at the camera and shaking his head and then the cat shaking its butt and then it goes back to Shaq. We're just fans of that. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but um yeah, it was it was I just learned today that um Papa John's is no longer as such. It has now taken on the new nomenclature of Papa Shack. And Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal is the new proud owner of the Papa John's franchise. All of them. So I just want to share with the audience in case they're not familiar. Um, Papa John Shatner was uh, removed from his position as the head of the Papa John crime cartel um, <laughs> due to his his use of a racial oh. slur. Um, and is that true? It is, yes. What? And in a in a November 26, 2019 article from the Washington Post that I'm currently looking at, um, there's a quote where Papa John claims he was set up and warns that a and again, this is a real life quote from the man who used to run the Papa John's Pizza Hut Empire. Or I'm sorry, those are two different things. The Papa John's Pizza Empire. Uh, a day of reckoning will come. Oh no. Now <laughs> I don't know about you, but the last thing that I ever want to hear out of my pizza barons <laughs> is that they're planning a day of reckoning. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. Um You went into some deep research for that for that goof and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean I, I don't I'm lot. not even exactly sure what a Papa John's uh sponsored day of reckoning would look like. <laughs> um Gar garlic sauce and blood will flow in the streets. I imagine I imagine it's something like the the mod that you could put on Dark Souls where everything is made of pizza. I imagine it's something like that. <laughs> you know, that's probably not too far off yeah. from what it would end up being. Yeah, that sounds something about right. Beautiful to visualize. Y'all y'all can go Sweet. find that. Listen, Papa John, if you're out there listening and I know you are cuz you have nothing better to do with your time right now. Um <laughs> I, I really, you know, please don't don't pizza me. Please don't turn me into a pizza boy. <laughs> when you said pizza you, I imagined him just, like, shooting many pizzas at you. But you're saying you're no. afraid he's going to turn no. your corporeal form to pizza. Yes, and I think being living pizza is probably the closest thing to hell that a human can experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk about uh, pepperoni nipples. I am made of oh, cheese and God. sauce, yet I hunger. Oof. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what God. do pizza eat? My blood is sauce. These are the questions My that... insides are dough. These are My the questions that keep cheese. me up at night, Ray. You know, I really just... What do pizza eat, though? Um, probably emotion, right? Yeah, okay. Like the Monster Inc. guys. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Okay. Well, that's been a uh, Papa Shack. Uh, yeah, the nice little deviation. Uh, yeah, that was that was the the segment Papa Shack. I like I and like we, all the bits we, that are in this one. 
We also love to announce when we're starting and ending bits explicitly, mm-hmm. so that uh, you know everybody. I feel the like it moves the is, show along. Otherwise, it, it really back there dragging his feet. It it really does. <laughs> now. All right, folks. This has been under the written. No, I'm, okay, we're probably not there yet. <laughs> um. No, we have a couple other matches there. Um, we have um, next up Goldberg versus uh, Braun Strowman, and this was the one that kind of threw everyone off tonight. Uh, yeah, Mike, that was that was trash. Mike had predicted Goldberg, and me and Ray had predicted Braun Strowman, but me and Ray. Didn't honestly think Braun Strowman was gonna win, or at least I didn't. I was more hoping he would, and uh, you know, um, I genuinely thought Mike was correct when he said Goldberg was gonna win. The only, uh, the only thing that I can figure is that he has something to do, uh, you know, maybe like a movie or a TV show or something he needs to record, um, and. You know, his contract was temporarily going to be paused or come up for renewal, and he wasn't going to take it. Because uh, otherwise, I don't, I, I don't see a world in which Strowman walks away from that fight like he did tonight. That was, that was honestly, that was almost a squash match. That was what five, six minutes tops. Yeah, that was. It short. was less than ten minutes. Uh, it's in the notes here. That was one hundred percent less than ten minutes. Uh, it was, it was weird. Um, if you're gonna, it wasn't as, because uh, since Goldberg has been coming back for these matches, he's done other matches that have been less than ten minutes, but he's won them. Right, uh, and if you're if you're gonna use particularly these... against Brock Lesnar, there was one in particular where he speared Lesnar so hard that he uh, he almost instantaneously beat him. And I don't remember what paper you was at or whatever, but it it was uh, it was shocking to see because up until that point Lesnar had been, you know, essentially untouchable in the company. Right, and I guess that's kind of my broader problem here. When they set guys like Lesnar or Goldberg up as these untouchable, unbeatable forces, uh, and then you have somebody like Strowman come in and take it from them in a in a really just a one two like that. Um, you know, it's it's very hard to kind of keep that narrative going, but usually they continue it. Like, you'll get these one-off pops, but I'm sure the next time Goldberg gets into a ring, he's not going to get his ass beat. He's going to spear somebody half to death, and he's going to pin him to the mat like he usually does. Um, right. And, right. you know, the question is now, what do they do with Braun? And I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, um, you know, and... Obviously, at this point, if you're listening, you probably know that Braun Strowman uh, was victorious. And uh, that, that honestly came as a shock to us. Um, like, we were discussing the matches as they happened, and I was saying... I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but there's something along the lines of... Uh, this match has it got to go for longer, or there's no way Strowman's gonna win, and not fucking ten seconds later, 
did Strowman get the one, two, three and walk out of there with the belt? It was it was rather insane to I do I do like that. that. I mean, even though it was weird that it was less than ten minutes, I do like that they throw a short one in there just to kinda like keep up with the idea that uh they are like loosely like they aren't timed in any way, like they aren't set to a certain time. Right, right. Um, um but it that's was weird. Thing, AEW uh just riffing off that time thing that you just brought up. That's something AEW has been doing different than WWE. Anytime a match starts in AEW, uh they go and say, um and this match is with a 20-minute time limit, or this match is an hour time limit. And it's something I had never really uh, heard in wrestling, unless it was, like, a specific match. But, like, they are doing it for, you know, regular old... Does that mean that they can go for that long, or they have to go for that long? They uh, can no, go, they for, can that go yeah. for that long. Like, it'll get called off after whatever x amount yes. of time yes huh. yes okay. to move the show along yeah well it doesn't if they're hours I suppose speaking of moving the show along yes let's talk yes. about that um that good good the last uh match of the night but certainly not least no 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 they saved the best for last my friends the Undertaker the versus AJ Styles in a Bone My Yard God. match. Two people could not have put on a better show. Genuinely. This is how but, every single Undertaker performance for the rest of his time with the company needs to be done. Honestly, if, if wrestling looked like this, I would watch wrestling re- regularly. I think... I think a lot of people feel exactly the same like fuck the uh, ring fuck the audience put them like in a setting and like create drama around it was just good it was weird uh, and it was it good was, it was weird it was good and i was that was, i was i've never been that invested i haven't been that invested in a match so let's in a long time and and let's just kind of talk through it real quick. It started off pretty uh, pretty good with with you know Taker putting on a solid showing, um, mm-hmm. you know giving AJ a decent uh, whooping, and then AJ kind of even turned the entrances, the, right? Even the the, the, the entrance yeah. Start with the entrances. Those were wild. AJ showed up in the coffin in the hearse with the black hooded he, disciples. He pulled the goof on everybody. He did. AJ. Boy, that was that was something else. And then, of yeah, course, yeah. Uh, you know, some version of, of American Badass Undertaker. I think we, we refer to him as Big Evil Undertaker when he's pulling this kind of stuff. I liked American Necromancer. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. That yeah. Was, yeah, that's that's my fun name for him, American Necromancer. Um, comes rolling in on his big old hog and uh, gets off and... You know, in all his leather-clad glory, just uh, did the slow walk towards AJ and started putting him through his paces. Um, of course, AJ brought back up, and uh, they they put it to Taker pretty pretty good for a while. Um, t- 
Taker was able to hold his own, but eventually they got the better of him. And for a solid two or three minutes there, or at least it felt like that, um, AJ was just beating on Taker kind of mercilessly. And they had Taker's very heavy kind of ragged breathing in the audio. Um, and that was incredibly viscerally upsetting. Now, I know it's a pre-recorded segment, but it really felt like we were watching some kind of elder abuse, which was not great. It did um, feel like that at times. Yeah, he did good voice Whoa. work, for sure. And then just when you thought it was all over and AJ was going to pull out the win, we got the beautiful Undertaker teleportation ninjutsu. And... Uh, Things really just took off from there. We got some serious pyro effects. Yeah. Um, it was it, all it was the magic that I wanted from the other matches. And it was fun. It was like, like, I just want these wrestlers to have supernatural powers. Like, can we just, can we lean into that? When we talk about uh, sports entertainment, this is the kind of thing that really, you know, this is what unironically stands out to me as what they could do. Yeah. Very, very well. And I mean, they were just like, they were in a backyard somewhere in Florida. It was great. So it seemed. They're just it, trashing they were, somebody's barn, like, giving no fucks. It was truly a, a thing of beauty. <gasps> Ugh. And then, and then the, the cherry on top, the reveal of the tombstone, the very last shot of just uh, AJ Styles being put to rest was right. really... Right, okay. So I... I agreed with you when you original when you, they first like kind of peeked the tombstone covered in moss that was very clearly easily movable away. Yes, I also thought yeah for sure, AJ Styles' name is gonna be on it. What I wasn't expecting was it to say his birth year to 2020. That kind <laughs> of um, gave it a level of realness that I was uncomfortable with. <laughs> In which, if he were to pass away, either this year or anytime soon, or like ever, I feel like that's gonna be kind of like mm, hard to watch. And can we please just talk for a moment about the glove? <laughs> the glove <laughs> at the end, the gloved hand. Yeah. Yes, the gloved yeah. hand, yeah. and then and then. The beautiful editing job as Tego rode away into the night and they were doing the fade out with the kind of collage of different shots from the the spectacular oh. event we had just witnessed. Just a half a frame of the hand sticking up <laughs> of the dirt again was really... really it was the it proverbial really, nail in the coffin. It was... It was... C'est oh. magnifique. It was beautiful. Oh, it was good. It was definitely good. There were a lot of parts that I enjoyed. Um, uh, I enjoyed. I want to. I would like to know. Somebody email me. Let me know who wrote the lines for Undertaker. Do you want some more? And what is my wife's name? I need to talk to the person who uh, wrote those down. I am again. Yeah, that was pretty good. But I, I like to <laughs> tell me my wife's name. <laughs> oh God. It's good. Pretty good. Well, I mean, you know, don't go messing with an American necromancer's wife. Like, that's just yep. probably yep. going to get yeah. you into some trouble. He was, I mean, he was He was saying some, like, there was just, like, some weird digs on Undertaker's wife. 
just weird. Um, he was weird basically place to go. telling him that she was sending him to an early grave, is what he was saying. Yeah, and just like, I don't know. Just weird. But I'm very happy with how it turned out. It was a very impressive match. AJ is a consummate professional, and, you know, obviously The Undertaker is one of the greatest who's ever been in the arena. Yeah. It, I, they put on a hell of a show. And, you know, once you get used to it without the audience, it's... It, you can you can enjoy yourself watching. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so, for tomorrow... We got a couple of things to look forward to. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank oh, yeah, on their name the right now. We know the rest of the card. We know the rest of the card for uh, tomorrow now. Right, yeah, we know exactly who's... Do you want to read through those? Yeah, yeah. Um, we. Uh, who's left now is uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton. Bailey versus Lacey versus Sasha versus Naomi versus Tamina. Uh, the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and um, shit I'm drawing a blank. Aaron something? Someone else's it's someone they just... They literally just brought this kid up from NXT specifically for this match because someone else backed out on it. So genuinely... Oh, Austin Theory. There you go. Uh, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Aleister Black. Um, one I'm personally very invested in and excited for. Uh, Otis from Heavy Machinery versus Dolph Ziggler. For the love of Mandy Rose. Mm. And then another one everyone is very, very excited for. Honestly, after the, the Boneyard match, I'm so excited for this. I can't same, wait to see what they pull out. Same. But I don't um, I don't John I don't Cena know what my prediction um for how this is gonna change. Or if it's not gonna change. In a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know either, man. Um, I, I think Cena might take the big L here. I really right, because I feel uh, like they already did the, you know, so-and-so comes back and kicks, you know, the other one's ass. Are they gonna do that? So you gotta again? see. You gotta see the. You gotta see the bad guy win this time. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're correct. I don't know though. I don't know. And and we all don't know the storyline behind it. You don't even know why the fiend wants John Cena so bad. I don't bad. know. I don't know. And I guess I'm gonna have to wait till tomorrow to find out. Nope. Six years ago oh, at WrestleMania 30. Oh my god. Six years ago at WrestleMania 30, the fiend's dead. Um, personality Bray Wyatt the original Bray Wyatt the one who was like follow the buzzards and be my fireflies I'm a I'm a 
fedora-wearing man with a New Orleans accent and a cult of sheep-wearing masked men. Uh, that Bray Wyatt faced John Cena at WrestleMania 30 and lost. And since then... Has descended into madness? And anger. And that, he claims, that is what created the Fiend. Okay. And the Firefly Funhouse. Okay. That has that is what has brought on this. Well, it's a lot to accuse John Cena of. <laughs> yeah, but uh the man who that's started where they've Stepdad been going too. with it. Um So, yeah, I mean it you'll see more tomorrow in the in the preview. But, you know. Alrighty. Um, I think there was one other thing that we wanted to talk about. Um, if we have any predictions, if uh, a superstar who isn't CM Punk were to return, uh, would they do it? Or just someone that might um, be changing companies or... What? Someone, you know, new WWE altogether, possibly. Sure, like some kind of big fucking Shazam. Yeah, some big so, reveal. Yeah, yeah. I, I a think, surprise. I think we are gonna see the return of a uh, paramedic number one and two when Randy Orton snaps Edge's spine in half. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Oh no. I feel that. Uh, I would like to see, you know who I would like, I would like to see a love child, and who we don't know who the father is, um, with that, uh, Mandy, Mandy Rose fight for her love match, I'd like her to come out at some point and reveal that she is pregnant, and whoever wins the match is the father. Oh my god. You know, I don't know that uh, Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's wife, would allow him to uh, to do that. Because as big as big and tough as Vince is, we all know who really wears the pants in that family. And it is definitely Linda. Um, funny story for y'all, real quick. Uh, anytime Dolph Ziggler... Or one of the heavy machinery dudes have been on screen in the last two, three months. There has slowly been uh, something glitching the screen and fading in. And no one knows what it is. It's like a circle of dots and uh, some people think it's like a little... uh, a little mail envelope or email envelope in the background. And in the last episode of SmackDown, that literally just recorded uh, or just aired last night, um, it had a message that popped up with it. I don't recall what the message said, but I'm pretty sure whoever or whatever has been trying to break on through for the last few uh, months here and interrupting them is gonna end up interrupting that match. Hmm. Uh, Also, I 
I have it on pretty good suspicion and authority that Jeff Hardy is going to make his return either tomorrow at Mania or the Monday Night Raw following. If you ask me how I know that, it's because Matt Hardy said so on his YouTube channel. Nice. So, there you have it. Nice. <laughs> there, there you have it. All right. Um, and, uh, going back to the Taker-AJ Styles match real fast, I think if WWE, uh, like Mike said, I, I agree with you when you said, uh, that's how he should be utilized until, instead of, like, having him sweat it out in front of an arena full of people, tape something where you can edit it and have him, like, get breaks in between cuts and like you know not be a sweaty heavy breathing being carried out of the arena by younger gentlemen mess right and i had it's just sad to see that and like they shouldn't and i think they could use like you suggested right exactly uh they could they could use other older wrestlers in that capacity now um give these dudes some fucking supernatural fucking abilities so to speak and make some goofy edits put together some little home movies that you play during raw or smackdown instead of showing shoving fucking repeats or commercials in our face 24 7 give us some of that Give us more of that. Even if shit, when it goes back to normal, get some more of that all up in there. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. It was just, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, it really Uh, brings back some of that cheese and pastiche from the 90s and early 2000s mm, era wrestling mm. that's been missing for a while. Yes, yes, agreed. Wholeheartedly. Um, but I think that about does it. I don't know if the ratings are exactly correct. I have to go over it one more time before tomorrow's recording and stuff. But, um, as it stands right now, Vince McMahon has one on us. Mike Kane is at three. I am at four. And Ray is at five on top. Buck wild. Yeah. Well, I'm excited yeah. for tomorrow, boys. Yeah, it should be uh, should be fun to see what happens on night two of the night too big for just one night or whatever bullshit they're calling I think it this that's year. That's exactly what they're calling it. Yep, WrestleMania too big for one night. Okay, we'll be receiving our "I wasn't there" T-shirts. I'm excited for that. In the next few yeah, days, I'll be putting that's that on the be Instagram. Ideal. Uh, Ray, you get yours tomorrow. Yeah. So. You get yours on WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. Me and Mike have to wait a few days after still, but I am also excited for those shirts. It's going to be fun. Um, All right, folks, yeah. thank you for uh, listening to another episode of From Under the Ring Skirt. Um, we've had a great time with you this evening, and we'll hope you'll join us for our Part 2 debrief tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Come uh, come crawl back under here tomorrow night. Get nice and cozy yeah. for our uh, final charade join us one more time and uh, 
maybe we'll discuss uh, possibly bringing this back round for other pay-per-views eventually. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think Remember, I can... folks, stay home and stay healthy. Beautiful. That's going to be it from us. Okay. I can end it. Yeah, I'm going to end my recording now. All right, me too.